The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to a different timing for our This Week in History show. Normally it's Thursdays at noon, but uh, as people who follow our show uh, know that I just had foot surgery and uh, timing for a lot of our things are going to be out the window for the next little while. But we definitely want to make sure that we got our history lessons in every week and keep them going all the time so that where you don't fall behind and uh, everybody knows you know, what's going on in the world of wrestling or what was going on in the world of wrestling. This week we are looking at the week of August 13th to the 19th. And I'm here in Windsor, Ontario, just relaxing in an easy boy at my in-laws house as I uh, have my foot up in a cast. But that still allows me to do podcasting. And I want to thank our sponsor, CoolBet, for sponsoring all our shows. I want to remind you to stay cool and bet responsibly. Plus, remind everybody to stop by our Pro Wrestling Tees store at ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Scumbags Wrestling. And if you can buy any of the four t-shirts that are there, we're going to be taking down the Raw's Ward tribute uh, t-shirt and replace it with another one soon. But also, you can always get the Ontario Independent uh, Comic Book Cover shirt, and all proceeds from that sale are going to Stevens Wrestling Journey with Sick Kids Hospital doing Kiri Malformation Research. So check out our shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Scumbags Wrestling. Now, as I said, we're going to do our uh, best to uh, keep you informed with the world of wrestling and what was, and we can't do that until we drop by Niagara Falls and welcome in Jonesy, who ends up putting this all together for us, at least the written stuff. How are you, Jonesy? I'm pretty good, and uh, it's kind of going back in time because once the 2000s hit, I didn't watch wrestling as heavy as I did back in the 90s. Understandable. Yeah. A lot of people dropped off after uh, the WCW uh, collapse and ECW collapse as well. And when there was only one uh, organization really around with WWE, there was a lot of uh, people that dropped off uh, from watching wrestling. Casual fans were just there for WrestleMania, sometimes SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, but we're not around for the big stuff uh, that kept on going. But we're going to uh, refresh people's memories who were along for the ride and also educate those who were not around for the 2000s to now the last 20 years. So if you're ready to go, we're good. We're going to start with August 13th and ECW 27 years ago, Eastern championship wrestling presented hardcore heaven 94 from of course, Philly. Some of the matches on the card, Jason Knight defeated uh, Mikey Whitbrick to win the ECW Television Championship. The Sandman defeated Tommy Dreamer by DQ in a Singapore cane match. Cactus Jack and Terry Funk uh, fought to no contest. And this is the match uh, that ended with the fans throwing hundreds of chairs into the ring after Funk asked for a chair from the crowd, and that was a mistake, or... Maybe it wasn't because it worked out. This would be one of the be- uh, the biggest promo bits uh, that they'd use for the product. Uh, and, of course, uh, what was said over and over again and pleaded by the uh, ring announcer was, do not throw chairs into the ring. 
Well, it, they obviously didn't uh, listen to that, considering all the uh, visuals we've seen over that uh, from the years. But it definitely did create uh, quite the visual to do for uh, promoting the product, uh, even in later years with uh, the revivals that WWE did with uh, the rise and fall of uh, ECW and then the One Night Stands uh, before making it a third product. Yeah. It just shows how good those wrestlers were in the ring when the uh, chairs were being thrown at them, uh, how Terry Funk um, reacted. His reaction is like, it's almost scripted. scripted. He's like, he couldn't have done a better um, thing just before he went down because he had hit with a chair and it was just perfect. It was, it was uh, uh, one of those things that uh, worked out. Moving on, 21 years ago, WCW presented New Blood Rising from Vancouver, British Columbia in Canada. This show is remembered for being a giant stinker. Uh, some of the matches, unfortunately, on the card. However, the first one was actually a good one. Uh, three Count, Evan Courageous, Shannon Moore, and Shane Helmsley defeated the Young Dragons, Cash Hayashi, uh, Jimmy Sun, and Yun Yang. In a ladder match for possession of three counts gold record and recording contract. Um, uh, Tank Abbott, who was on the outside in support of three count, would grab the record on behalf of three count. Buff Bagwell defeated Canyon in a Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. Lance Storm defeated Mike Awesome in a Canadian Rules match for the WCW United States Heavyweight Championship. And Jacques Rougeau was the special referee. Bret Hart made his final pay-per-view performance um, for WCW on this show, or sorry, appearance on uh, that show. Vampiro and the Great Muda defeated Chronic Brian Adams and Brian Clark to win the WCW World Tag Team Championship. And the main event was Booker T defeating Jeff Jarrett to retain the WCW World Heavyweight Belt. Yeah, I'd hate to know how many times that uh, belt uh, was tossed around. I think one uh, month we did see it was like five times in a month that uh, it went. I think that was maybe uh, June or July. But for uh, August, already uh, Booker T, probably already by that time, three-time WCW uh, World Heavyweight Champion uh, at that moment. Uh, but as you said at the beginning, the uh, opening match with three credit against Jung Dragons, when they ended up uh, splitting into two, uh, three teams, and uh, Jamie Son was revealed as Jamie Noble, and you got, I think it was uh, Evan Courageous went uh, with him. Those six still had phenomenal uh, ladder matches and uh, just six-man tag matches all over the place. Great, phenomenal team, uh, all three of them. Yeah, they did some uh, different stuff in that match that you hadn't seen anyone do, so... It was great. Very innovative. 20 years ago on Raw is War from Chicago. Uh, Jeff Hardy defeated Rob Van Dam to win the WWF Hardcore Championship. Also on the show was the segment involving The Rock and Booker T. Watch 2 plus 2, Thomas and Jefferson, Saka. I, I don't know if you can explain that. or. <laughs> yeah, he was basically just uh, interrupting The Rock, how uh, The Rock would interrupt other people, and he didn't care what 2 plus 2 was. Oh, okay. And uh, Steve Austin's birth to what on the show to Hugh Morris. Austin says the what was inspired by a longtime voicemail that he left for Christian. What? What? Yep. 
what? 14 years ago, WWE taped the 35th edition of Saturday Night's Main Event from MSG in New York City. This would mark the first time Saturday Night's Main Event was held at MSG. Austin made a cameo appearance on the show. The show would air five days later. John Cena defeated Carlito by submission. Evander Holyfield and Matt Hardy went to a no contest in a boxing match. And CM Punk and the Boogeyman defeated John Morrison in Big Daddy V. I can't imagine that was a very good match. Yeah, and you wonder why Saturday Night's Main Event uh, got somewhat canceled. Uh, yeah. Some of those uh, matchups. Poor Boogeyman. <laughs> 14 years ago, Brian Adams was found unconscious in his home in Tampa, Florida uh, by his wife. He was pronounced dead when paramedics arrived on the scene. He was just 43 years old. Brian Adams, a.k.a. Crush, was found dead in his home, um, born and raised in Hawaii. While enlisted in the Army, he would take an interest in wrestling while stationed in Japan. He would be trained by Antonio Noki. He returned to the States and worked with Pacific Northwest Wrestling. He would soon join the WWF as the third member of Demolition. Uh, Crush, of course, was his name. He became a WWF Tag Team Champion before ever wrestling a match in WWF because of the Free Bird rule. He'd soon become uh, Crush Shaka Bra. Uh, he was more of a Hawaiian crush. Uh, turned on Macho. Oh, sorry. I, 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 no, he, that, that's when he became the uh, Mr. Fuji guest. Uh, he turned on Macho Man and became the evil crush under the tutelage of Master Fuji. Uh, and he would then become a biker of DOA and then went to WCW. And, well, that's where careers die. Yeah, he oh, had a, There you he go. Had, you got them all right there. That's perfect. Almost all the looks, at least up until the DOA, uh, not uh, chronic <clears throat> and all that. But I really liked him as uh, Crush uh, for Demolition uh, when he got brought in as his third man. Didn't really like the uh, change when he uh, went all uh, neon and was crushing things in the uh, garbage dump and stuff like that. And uh, he even battled... Uh, his former uh, tag team partner, Smash, when he was uh, Repo Man together, uh, liked him as a traitor. Uh, then he left for a while after getting arrested for uh, the possession of uh, weapons. And that's when he came back with this uh, forehead tattoo, which clearly was not a real tattoo, and uh, the chain in the nose. It was part of the um, Nation of Domination before the nation split into three. And they had the Boricuas, the nation, and then you see the leader of the Disciples of Apocalypse. Uh, just surprising that he was only 43 years old when he passed away. Yeah. I actually liked Kona Crush. And he probably had the best backbreaker in the business. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, da -da 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 -da. Okay. Ten years ago, Lance McNaught... Uh, A.K.A. Lance Cade or Garrison Cade died in San Antonio, Texas. He was just 29 years old. He was trained by Shawn Michaels, teamed with Brian Danielson, and worked for Japanese promotion Frontier Martial Arts, wrestling for three months. 
He signed with the WWF in 2001. He would go uh, to the Heartland Wrestling Association, having two runs as HWA heavyweight champion. He would move to Ohio Valley Wrestling in 2003 and team with Rene Dupree and Mark Gingerak. Uh, Kid would be called up uh, himself that year and team with Gingerak until just after WrestleMania 20. After a stint in OVW following an injury, Cade returned as Lance Cade with new tag partner Trevor Murdoch in 2005, winning the tag titles. In 2008, he was a protege for Chris Jericho in his feud with Shawn Michaels. He would be released due to uh, drug-related issues. He would re-sign with the WWE in September 2009 after a stint in Japan. He would die after an accidental intox intoxication uh, from a mix of drugs and cardiomyopathy. Mapathy. 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 I'm going with that one. I contributed to his death. Yeah, it's a shame. The guy was uh, quite talented, and to be uh, recruited as one of Shawn Michaels' uh, guys, uh, definitely uh, a lot of talent there. I uh, just want to remind uh, people that we are live tonight, uh, Thursday uh, at 720 and if uh, you have any memories of uh, the stuff that we're talking about, feel free to put them in the comments and we'll uh, put them up on screen and share along. Excellent. Uh, ten years ago, at a Ring of Honor ta uh, TV taping in Chicago Ridge, Illinois, Jay Lethal defeated El Generico to win the ROH World Television Championship. Lethal had only been back less than a week after returning to the company. Moving on to August uh, 14th, 26 years ago, WWF takes the 467th and final episode of Wrestling Challenge. Wrestling Challenge debuted September 7th, 1986. Known as WWF Cavalcade in Canada, uh, was the WWF's B-syndicated show, uh, Superstars of Wrestling, uh, later Superstars, was the A-show. The show featured uh, only one title change in its nine-year history. Money, Inc. Uh, defeated the Natural Disasters for the WWF Tag Team Championship on November 1st, 1992, uh, which was taped on October 13th. Yeah, I always enjoyed uh, Wrestling Challenge. It would be 11 o'clock for Superstars and then 1 o'clock on CHCH for uh, Cavalcade or Challenge, whichever uh, they ended up naming it that week. Um, because sometimes they didn't change the name in time and it was still Wrestling Challenge. But, uh, yeah, you had Bobby Heenan and uh, Gorilla Monsoon as the commentators. Later on, Jim Ross was on the commentating uh, team for that. Uh, really underrated show, but, you know, at the same time, TV tapings took five hours to do because they did about a month in advance. The And, and it's funny that going through the history over the last year, most of those matches were no longer than three and a half minutes. Yeah, they were very short matches. All due to the entries, though. Yeah. Uh, people uh, waited, yeah. and then they'd be guaranteed uh, probably a Hulk Hogan match, but you had to get through five hours of the TV taping just to get to a three-minute Hogan match and to send them home. Those were the days. Those were the days, my friends. 22 years ago in Toledo, Ohio, 
Falls Mahoney and Spike Dudley defeated the Dudley Boys, Bubba Ray and Devon, to win the ECW World Tag Team Championship. 22 years ago, WCW presented Road Wild from Sturgis, South Dakota. Uh, 5,500 were in attendance. This would be the last Road Wild as it would be replaced by New Blood Rising. Harlem Heat Booker T and Stevie Ray defeated Canyon and Bam Bam Bigelow to win the WCW World Tag Team Championship. Uh, Randy Savage defeated Dennis Rodman. And Hulk Hogan defeated Kevin Nash in a retirement match to retain the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. But of course, Nash would return only two months later. I always forget that Hogan went back to the red and yellow uh, mm. back then. Uh, for one, some reason, thought that he stayed black and then disappeared after the whole Jeff Jarrett and uh, Vince Russo debacle and mm-hmm. then only returned to the red and yellow after uh, WrestleMania 18 when the fans turned him at the Sky Dome and he returned uh, to the red and yellow in Montreal the following night. But lo and behold, he was wearing the uh, red and yellow back in, like, what is this, 99, 2000? Uh, before WCW uh, collapsed. Do, 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 do. Uh, this is 99. Yeah, so he did go back uh, before yeah. the debacle happened with uh, Jarrett and uh, Russo. I like how that knee brace is uh, framing the uh, knee pads. I think he should have one on both. That, that's a good look. Moving on, 21 years ago on WCW Nitro in uh, Kalawana, BC, the Filthy Animals, Rey Mysterio Jr. and Juventud Guerrero, defeated the Dark Carnival, Vampiro, and the Great Muda to win the WCW World Tag Team Championship. I don't even remember that. The Dark Carnival. Uh, also, that night, Lance Storm gave away shit. That's right. He could keep his WCW United States Championship belt, but he would give away uh, the Cruiserweight title, which he renamed the 100 Kilogram and Under Championship, and he gave it to Alec, Alex Skipper in the Hardcore Championship, which he renamed the Saskatchewan Hardcore International title, which was shit, uh, and he gave that to Carl Olette. Uh, Olette uh, would lose it to Screamin' Norman Smiley that night. And they just didn't give a shit about any of their their titles anymore. Well, they gave uh, Lance all those belts, and he was a belt collector, which was kind of cool. And it was awesome him uh, renaming all the titles uh, and to Canadianize them, especially with the cruiserweight going to 100 kilogram or less and all this other stuff. But then all of a sudden they just went, no, you you can just have one belt. And belts were just definitely props at that point because they yeah. didn't care 15 years ago on raw from charlottesville virginia Lita defeated mickey james to win the wwe women's championship we... 10 years ago on raw from charlottesville virginia oh, i just read that one 10 years ago in Tokyo, Japan, Shinsuke Nakamura defeated uh, Tetsuya Nato in the final match to win the 2011 G1 Climax Tournament. 10 years ago, WWE presented SummerSlam from the Staples Center in Los Angeles, California. Randy Orton defeated Christian in a no-hard-holds-barred match to win the World Heavyweight Championship. 
CM Punk defeated John Cena in a title for title uh, match to win the undisputed WWE Championship. Triple H was the special referee. But wait! Alberto Del Rio would cash in the Money in the Bank briefcase and win the undisputed WWE Championship. No! No! I still think that was a big mistake anyways. The Summer of Punk should have been held off. I think I'd mentioned it at, uh, when we talked about the night he won the official title from John Cena at uh, Money in the Bank, and he uh, blew Vince McMahon a kiss goodbye. He should mm. have been off longer. They could have done something like what uh, AEW is doing right now with the Forbidden Door and him show up at indie shows just holding the title and doing something. Because uh, right after that show, he showed the belt in his fridge uh, just as a, uh, hey, look what I got type deal. But mm. if they'd held it off longer instead of all of a sudden the next month, he's back and a, a new contract and going against Cena, who was given a artificial belt, it just watered it down too early. Yeah, sometimes I'm just not patient enough. It's a happy 40th birthday to Kofi Nahij uh, Sekarduri uh, Messiah, except for maybe the second name. I don't think I screwed that up. AKA Kofi Kingston. Uh, and I'm sorry, Kofi, that I got your name so wrong. It's a happy 59th birthday to one half of the WCW short-lived tag team Thunder and Lightning in 93, Jeff Farmer. He was also Cobra in 95, and in 96, he'd get the role of a lifetime as the fake Sting. I love fake Sting. Oh, yeah, hey, you know... I'd be happy with playing fake sting. Today would be the uh, 60th birthday of Thomas Edward Gilbert Jr., a.k.a. Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert. And it's a happy 72nd birthday uh, today to Robert Lee Backlund, a.k.a. Crazy Bob Backlund. Opie. Oh, yes, Crazy Opie. So he must admit his uh, rage... Uh, was really good as a uh, heel when he finally snapped on Bret Hart. Now, yes. The whole presidential run and stuff like that was kind of hokey, but his uh, just going nuts and not respecting the new generation and taking out uh, them feeling disrespected, yeah. I enjoyed. I didn't like how he walked around. It was a weird stance he had, but uh, uh, he, he, he was a great villain at the time. Going to August 15th now, 27 years ago, at a Monday Night Raw in Lowell, Massachusetts, The Undertaker defeated Kwang in a match that would uh, sh uh, be shown on September edition of SummerSlam. This was a surprise to the live audience as the real Undertaker returned before his storyline return at that year's SummerSlam versus the fake Taker. And he was already wearing the purple. Yeah, isn't that funny? Of course, Quang would be, become uh, Salvio Vega and have yeah. a much better run than as he did with Quang. I, I that the, those fans probably were like, well, "Wow, why, why is he wearing new? Uh, <laughs> and why is he here?" <laughs> uh, and uh, of course, uh, the thing that I have here is that whole thing with Leslie Nielsen and George Kennedy. So they must have skipped that show. They must have not have known about that show. Yeah, maybe not. 
26 years ago. They were on the ago, hunt for Undertaker. Yes, they were. They were. 26 years ago, Kenji Mo Muta defeated Shinye, oh man, Shinye Hashimoto to win the New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Climax Tournament. This was Muta's only G1 tournament crown, which is hard to believe. 17 years ago in Tokyo, Japan, Hiroshi uh, Tenzan defeated Hiroshi uh, Tenhashi uh, by submission to win the NJPW G1 Climax Tournament for that year. 17 years ago, WWE presented SummerSlam from Air Canada Center in Toronto. Kane defeated Matt Hardy in a Death Do Us Part match. As a reserve of the win, Kane won the right to marry Lita. Woohoo! John Cena defeated Booker T in the first match of the Best of Five series for the WWE United States Championship. Cena would go to win the Series 3-2 and the United States Championship. JBL defeated The Undertaker via DQ to retain the WWE Championship. Earlier in the match, a twat of a fan made his way onto the JBL limo that was parked in the middle of the aisle. Uh, the fan would have his foot go through the roof, giving away a spot later in the match with the Undertaker driving JBL through the limo roof. And the main event saw Randy Orton defeat Chris Benoit to win the World Heavyweight Championship. At that time, um, uh, he became the youngest World Heavyweight Champion in history. I think he still is the youngest. I was at this event, and uh, it was part of uh, three days and three nights, three cities that my uh Friend and I, Ed uh, Simon, uh, did. Yes, you guys hit all three of them. I hit the first two, but yeah. I skipped the Hamilton show because, well, I heard Hamilton's mouth. <laughs> it, it wasn't the greatest. It was a little bit grimy uh, there. But uh, yeah, we uh, were in attendance uh, along with yourself for this. We saw that idiot go over the top of the uh, limo and the foot almost go through, and you could see then the slit. And I was like, oh, dude, you just really. Yeah, it was like. It was a like a, magi a magician, and you go, oh, they just gave away <laughs> his spot. Yeah, and so you knew it was going to come when that happened with Taker and JBL. But, uh, yeah, then Orton, I believe he still is the youngest uh, world champion uh, to this date. And then we saw the aftermath, uh, which we'll talk about uh, later on uh, for the next date on our uh, journey. But uh, what also stood out for me is I bought the event T-shirt for this. And it was $30 at the event stand. <laughs> the next day in London, it was $20. And by the time I made it to Hamilton on the Tuesday, it was down to $10. Totally kicking myself for buying the shirt the day of, not realizing, one, that it would still be around the next two days and be deep discounted as it was. Yeah, that would kind of suck. <laughs> oh, yeah. 11 years ago, WWE presented SummerSlam 2010. Daniel Bryan would make his return after being fired earlier in the summer for choking re-announcer Justin Roberts with his own tie on live TV. Melina defeated Alicia Fox to win the WWE Divas Championship. Kane defeated Rey Mysterio to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. And Team Xena, uh, being Xena, Morrison, R-Truth, Edge, Bret Hart, Chris Jericho, and Daniel Bryan defeated Team Nexus, being Wade Barrett, David Otunga, uh, Justin Gabriel, Heath 
Slater, Darren Young, Skip Sheffield, and Michael Carver. Six, uh, seven, six in an elimination tag team match. Yeah, that was just horrible. To, uh, like the match itself was decent until you got to the ending, and uh, I heard that both uh, Edge and Jericho tried to convince everybody that the Nexus needed to go over, and they did need to go over if they were going to live to do anything else. And unfortunately, Cena, for whatever reason, thought he needs to go over, and he was the sole survivor of that whole match, and that basically spelt the ending of the Nexus. They just pittered out, they split up, they became the core. It was just a horrible scene uh, afterwards, and if they just listened to Edge and Derek. Yeah, you know, those are the type of matches that the big star can lose. Yeah, they could have protected them. Like, look at how uh, even at Survivor Series 90 with The Undertaker's debut, they did not get him to lose. He brawled with Dusty Rhodes to get counted out. Yep. Was, there was no shine taken off him. They could have done the same thing if they wanted to with Cena, and somebody else could could have taken the final fall, uh, and because everybody else was willing to lose on Team Cena, so they could have done that, and the Nexus could have stood stood tall. Now, they're just a footnote in history. Yipper. Nine years ago, at an impact taping, Miss Tessmacher defeated Madison Rain to win the TNA Knockouts Championship. Eight years ago, TNA presented Hardcore Justice on a special episode of Impact Wrestling from Norfolk, Virginia. Kazarian defeated Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, and Austin Aries in a Bound for Glory's series ladder match. And Bully, Bully Ray defeated uh, Chris Sabin to win the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. And the next week's tapings for, the, uh, for Impact took place also that night. Devon would be fired after the main event. Mafia, AJ Styles, Magnus, Rampage, Jackson, Samoa Joe, and Sting defeated Aces and Nates, which consisted of Devon, Garrett, Garrett Bischoff, Nux, Mr. Anderson, and Wes Briscoe. Pre-match stipulations, Devon was given the boot. August 16th. 61 years ago, Vern Gagne awards himself the AWA World Heavyweight Championship after Pat O'Connor wasn't allowed to defend his AWA Championship as he was the recognized NWA champ. Gotta love when bookers and uh, owners of companies award themselves the belt. Yeah. 35 years ago in Philly, the Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson defeated the Midnight Express 2-1 in a best-of-three falls match to win the NWA World Tag Team Championship. 31 years ago, Patrick John Pat O'Connor dies of cancer in St. Louis, Missouri. Just six days shy of his 66th birthday, O'Connor was a former NWA World Champion. 29 years ago in Japan, the great Muda defeated Riki Kushu to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Nice looking belt. 21, oh, sorry, 28 years ago in Poughkeepsie, New York, WWF presented the SummerSlam Spectacular, the show which uh, would fill in for an hour of air uh, in a condensed form. Uh, boy, I didn't say that well, did I? The show, which would fill in for an episode, uh, 
it had the debut of Lex Luger, I'll Be Your Hero, a music video. And if you haven't video. seen that or heard that song, Google it now. It's on, um, I believe, the three-disc set that they put out, if you had the CDs at the time. I'm yes. not sure if it's on uh, Spotify, but it definitely was at the end of uh, SummerSlam as he won by a count-out victory and had balloon streamers. Yeah. The Steiner brothers, Rick and Scott Steiner, defeated Money, Inc. Uh, in a steel cage match to retain the tag belts. This was the last ever tag team match for Money, Inc. 20 years ago, the first live episode of SmackDown took place. The show debuted a new theme, The Beautiful People, by Marilyn Manson, and a new set, A Large Fist Breaking Through the Glass. Well, as we discussed also last week, Rhino had taken out uh, Jericho yes. to destroy the other set, and this fist apparently is three pieces. They showed it one time on um, a warehouse uh, episode, uh, I think on WD uh, Network, uh, and somebody went through the warehouse and finding different things. They have stocks of uh, caskets that have been used over the years, but the fist is in three pieces. Mm -hmm. And it's because of, of WWE that I know the difference between a casket and a uh, coffin. Very true. Uh, the fist, yes, it is uh, quite large. I believe it takes up a whole truck, they said. And um, when it was uh, in London there, uh, we were on the, our seats were up on the uh, third deck. So when we went uh, to the bathroom, you could actually see it uh, right behind the bathrooms. Uh, and it was, it just, it, it was kind of cool seeing it from uh, kind of eye level. Very nice. 20 years ago. Oh, no, we already did that one. Do, 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 do. I don't know if I said the Booker T and The Rock went to a no contest and lights out match, but there you go. Maybe. 17 years ago on Raw from London, Ontario, Canada, Randy Orton defeated Chris Benoit in a rematch for the World Heavyweight Championship. After the match, Randy Orton would get the thumbs down from Triple H as Batista would drop Orton on his back and Evolution would be, be given him a beatdown. Yeah, you can see the uh, seeds being sown throughout the whole thing. Uh, the jealousy of uh, Randy Orton having the title, not Triple H. Uh, in Triple H was the leader of uh, Evolution, but to see that actually happen live, because we were actually a couple of rows off the floor, mm -hmm. uh, right looking at the hard camera for this, it was just like, wow. It was an awesome moment. Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's, uh, uh, it, it's good to see a show in London, because for some reason, London over the years has had a few things happen there, that uh, has gone down in the annals of uh, wrestling history. Very true. 12 years ago, TNA presented Hardcore Justice from the Impact Zone. All matches were under-contested uh, under hardcore, ugh, hardcore rules. Cody Diener and ODB defeated the beautiful people, uh, and Lena Love and Velvet Sky. As a result of Diener getting the pinfall, he wins the TNA Knockouts Championship. And I see Diener uh, actually has a brand new haircut. He is uh, like pretty damn bald now. Yeah, they uh, he uh, changed his character mm -hmm. a few months ago in uh, TNA or sorry Impact Wrestling, and he's uh, with Eric Young 
and just a bunch of misfits instead of uh, being the redneck. But he's uh, he's believed back to being the redneck when he's at the uh, house shows, uh, the independent wrestling shows here in Ontario. Uh, also on the show, uh, Samoa Joe defeated Homicide to win the TNA X Division Championship. Kevin Nash defeated Mick Foley to win the TNA Legends Championship. And Kurt Angle defeated Matt Morgan and Sting in a three-way match to retain the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. And today would have been the 75th birthday of Hoyt Richard Murdoch, a.k.a. Dirty Dick Murdoch, the Cheeto-eating, beer-swinging machine. Uh, his last major wrestling appearance actually came at the 95 Royal Rumble as entrant uh, 27. Uh, Murdoch appeared in a handful of movies, including the 1974's The Wrestler, 78's Paradise Alley, and 85's Grunt, the wrestling movie. He also would make an appearance on an episode of The Jerry Springer Show. And did you know that Murdoch was a member of the Ku, Ku Klux Klan? Yeah, I've heard that a couple times on uh, Jim yeah. Ross's uh, podcast oh, that he uh, is a card-carrying member of the mm-hmm. KKK. That blew me away. Actually, I kind of want an action figure of him now. <laughs> Just so you can put that hat there. What a bastard. Um, today would have been the 92nd birthday of Jack Atkinson, a.k.a. Fritz von Erich. August 17th, 52 years ago in Bloomington, Minnesota, Dr. X defeated Vern Gagne to win the AWA World Heavyweight Championship. 35 years ago in Charlotte, North Carolina, Nikolai Koloff oh, uh, defeated Magnum TA in, uh, to win their best of seven series 4-3 to claim the vacated NWA United States Championship. That would be Nikita Koloff. Nikita, sorry, yeah, that, that, that's what the, oh, did I say Nikolai? Yep, that's huh. all good. Cool, I haven't spelled out Nikita, but my brain just went with uh, the, the more popular name. Not that I think uh, this Koloff is a lot better than the other one, but the other one, you know, I think he uh, was more well-known. Anyways, Magnum was stripped of the belt back in May for assaulting then-NWA president Bob Geigel. 35 years ago in Fayetteville, North Carolina, Nikita Koloff uh, defeated Tully Blanchard to win the NWA World Television Championship. 24 years ago, ECW uh, hardcore... There we go. I lost my spot. Hardcore... Haven, 97, from the War Memorial Auditorium in Fort, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Rob Van Dam defeated Al Snow in a Monday Night uh, uh, Wars Rules match. Tommy Dreamer defeated Jerry Lawler. Jake the Snake would make his only ECW appearance during the match. And Shane Douglas defeated Sabu and Terry Funk in a three-way dance to win the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. I was getting blown up there. I wasn't taking enough breaths. It's okay. Yeah. Eight years ago, WWE presented SummerSlam from the uh, Conseco Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, Indiana. This would be the first pay-per-view of the PG era. However, the PGA era had a man-on-woman violence moment when Chris Jericho struck Shawn Michaels' wife, Rebecca, during a promo segment. Oops. 
yeah, whoops. Santino Morella and Beth Phoenix defeated Kofi Kingston and Mickey James in a mixed tag team match to win the WWE IC and Women's Championship. Batista defeated John Cena. Cena would suffer a herniated disc in his neck. He'd require surgery and would be back by Survivor Series. And The Undertaker defeated Edge in a Hell in the Cell match. When Hell in a Cell can be done at any time compared to, oh, it's October. Yeah. Or in this case, it was uh, June, I believe, this year. Uh-huh. 11 years ago, Ted Lipscomb, a.k.a. Nightmare Ted Allen, passed away. He was 54. He was born November 17, 1955 in Cartersville, Georgia. He was a four-sport athlete, edited his high school's newspaper, and even did play-by-play for some of their games. At age 14, he was the ring announcer for the weekly matches at the Sports Palace in Cartersville. He teamed up with Danny Davis as the Masked Nightmares with uh, Davis. He would uh, spend plenty of time in a mask as Mr. Wrestling, a Black Tiger, and even a Power Ranger for Smoky Mountain Wrestling. He'd end, uh, uh, did, 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 yeah, he'd end up training uh, Scotty Riggs, Bo Buchanan, and referee Randy Pee Wee Anderson. And just to uh, remind you, uh, Danny Davis. Uh, that he teamed up with was not dangerous Danny Davis. This would be the one who uh, ran OBW and trained uh, the guys that came out of there. Oh, wow, there you go. So this is the different Danny Davis. Yeah, two okay. Danny Davises in different. professional wrestling. I'm putting in here different I. Okay. And I already, no, didn't do that one. 11 years ago, at a SmackDown taping in Bakersville, California, Alberto Del Rio and his personal ring announcer, Rug, uh, Ricardo Rodriguez, both would make their WWE television debuts. In the show's main event, he'd make Rey Mysterio submit for the win, then injure Mysterio post-match. Yeah, uh, Rodriguez had quite the way of introducing Del Rio. I was at least uh, one bonus to... Dario's oh, yeah. entrance and his uh, whole shtick. The man himself, well, not so great, but who knows. Seven years ago, WWE presented uh, SummerSlam 2014. Dolph Ziggler defeated The Miz to win the WWE IC Championship. Paige defeated AJ Lee to win the WWE uh, Divas Championship. And Brock Lesnar defeated John Cena to win the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Seven years ago, Triple A presented Triple Mania 22. El Hijo del Perero Aguero defeated uh, Cybernetico, Dr. Wagner 2, and Mestizi in a four-way elimination match to win the Copa Triple Mania 22. It's a happy 29th birthday to Sahara uh, Jade Beavis, a.k.a. Paige. And it's a happy 34th birthday to cheerleader Melissa Anderson. She'd have stints in both the WWE and TNA. And it's also uh, was 25th uh, birthday for uh, TNA, I mean, NXT star Indy Hartwell. All right. 
She's a pretty lady. August 18th, 59 years ago in Newmark, New Jersey, Bobo Brazil defeated Buddy Rogers to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. I almost said Buck Rogers. 28 years ago, Clash of the Champions 24 saw Fred Ottman do a face plant and the rest is history. Poor Tuggers. This has been talked about so many times. And uh, one thing that does get missed is it was because when they did the um, test for it, they repaired it, but they actually put a piece of wood across where he previously went. So what people don't say, this was not Fred's fault. This was the dumbass that fixed the wall. Exactly. And it was right at knee level, so he didn't see it. And yep. he knocked into it and tumbled. And you hear uh, Sid uh, say a couple things. And oh, I, 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 I love listening to that in the background. It's hilarious. 25 years ago at a pre-warm-up uh, match at SummerSlam, Yokozuna lost his match to Steve Austin due to the ropes breaking when Yoko tried to do a bonsai drop. Great spot. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it was just to Jeez. show how, <laughs> That's a big fast he, video how big he uh, had become and they were yeah. maybe embarrassing him or just something different uh, to show with how big he is that anything could happen. Yep. <laughs> but so surprising that Steve Austin was on the Sunday Night Heat uh, show uh, instead of on the main card. And that was, I believe, 96. And he'd just become the king of the ring. Well, if I remember when he um, uh, they interviewed him after this and he basically said, why the hell am I on this show when I'm going against his overweight blah, 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 blah. Yeah. 24 years ago on Raw is War from Atlanta City, New Jersey. The Undertaker and Mankind defeated Shawn Michaels and Hunter Hearst Helmsley by DQ. Post-match, The Undertaker was busted open when Michaels nailed Undertaker with a vicious chair shot. The reluctant alliance of Michaels and Helmsley, along with bodyguards Rick Rude in China, would soon become the first version of the Generation X. 24 years ago, Robert Jeep Swenson uh, dies of heart failure. He was just 40 years old. He'd be most remembered as the ultimate solution and as Bane in the movie Batman and Robin. That's a big, big guy. Very massive. But yeah, he had his one shot in WCW as part of that really weird uh, three-cage match and brought in Zeus or Z-Gangsta. The ultimate solution and the horsemen and the dungeon of doom. Yeah, just really cluster. You could have had better. Oh, absolutely. 23 years ago in Baltimore, Baltimore, Maryland, uh, independent wrestler Brian Hauser was shot and killed during an altercation with police. He was just 23 years old. 16 years ago, Christopher um, Bowman Jr., best known to wrestling fans as Chris Cash, he was killed in a motorcycle accident in Glassboro, New Jersey. He was just 23. Eight years ago, WWE presented SummerSlam 2013. Bray Wyatt defeated Kane in a Ring of Fire match. 
and Daniel Bryan defeated John Cena to win the WWE Championship. Triple H was the special referee. He pedigreed Bryan, leading to Randy Orton cashing in his Money in the Bank briefcase and new champion, Mr. Randy Orton. And finishing it all off, August 19th, 46 years ago, Christos Cifalio, uh, a.k.a. the Golden Greek, Jim Londos, uh, dies of a heart attack in Escondido, California. He was 78. 32 years ago in Tokyo, Japan, Riki Kushu defeated Big Van Vader to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Well, that's one mean looking dude. Yeah, found some. He's uh, kind of weathered, man. Yeah, wow. found some drawings of uh, the uh, Japan guys to be able to put up on this one. Yeah, that's nice. Um, twenty-two years ago, at a Thunder taping in Lubbock, uh, Texas, Lenny Lane defeated Rey Mysterio Jr. to win the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. Twenty years ago, WWE presented SummerSlam two thousand and two. Edge would go on to defeat Lance Storm to win the WWF Intercontinental Championship. X-Pac defeated Tajiri to unify the WWF Lightweight, uh, Light Heavyweight and WCW Cruiserweight Championships. RVD defeated Jeff Hardy in a ladder match to win the WWF Hardcore Championship. The Undertaker and Kane defeated Diamond Dallas Page and Canyon in a steel cage match to unify the WWF and WCW Tag Team Championships. And The Rock defeated Booker T to win the WCW Championship. There we go. 19 years ago, today on Raw from Norfolk, Virginia, Bradshaw defeated Tommy Dreamer to win the WWE Hardcore Championship. But he loses it moments later to Crash Holly, then who loses it back to Dreamer? Nine years ago, WWE presented SummerSlam 2012 in a pre-match uh, show. Antonio Cesaro defeated Santino Morella to win the WWE United States Championship. The Miz defeated Rey Mysterio to retain the WWE, I, WWE IC belt. Sheamus defeated Alberto Del Rio to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. CM Punk defeated Big Show and John Cena in a triple threat match to retain the WWE Championship. And Brock Lesnar defeated Triple H via submission. And ending it all eight years ago on... Oh, sorry, I got two more things. Eight years ago on Raw from Anaheim, California. Um, geez, someone would suffer broken fingers after a dive on Alberto De Rio. I missed the guy's name somehow. I must have erased it. So I don't know who. Oh, Sinkara must have. There you go. Uh, this was the last televised match in uh, the WWE as he'd returned to Mexico and would be released two weeks before WrestleMania 30. This week. would be the original Sinkara. The original, yes. And it was not and, very missed. No. And it's a happy 55th birthday to Lillian Annette Garcia. And that it is it for this week in wrestling history. It is compiled from the vast land of Google, Wikipedia, KJSeats.com, and most importantly, from fans and journalists that had front row seats to history and bothered to write it down. 
And of course, a big thank you to our sponsor, CoolBet, CoolBet.com, and sports book betting and casino games. Stay cool and bet responsibly. Yeah, as always, we want to thank uh, CoolBet for being a part of our show. And thank you for uh, putting it together, uh, Jonesy. I know there's a, another episode uh, ready to uh, do very shortly. Um, so we'll uh, do that uh, for next week, which will return to its Thursday uh, time slot, I believe, at 12 o'clock. Um, this weekend is going to be a busy weekend. So um, there's a lot of rumors of what's going on with Rampage as the final uh, Summer SmackDown before SummerSlam tomorrow. So I think I'm going to push the podcast to Saturday. There's also going to be a uh, preview of uh, the SummerSlam and NXT show that are coming up on Saturday and Sunday on pay-per-view uh, for the Scumbags Predictions League. This is uh, a separate standalone one where uh, somebody who gets the most points for both shows will win a prize, but we're also ending season session number one of our uh, competition for the title. And so there will be two winners advancing to the uh, finals coming up after uh, this weekend as well. So that will happen. So check out our uh, page over at scumbagswrestling.ca for more information on how you can uh, be a part of it, how you can uh, submit your picks for the uh, matches that are uh, scheduled. I think there's about 15 in total between uh, SummerSlam and uh, NXT to take over 36. So those need to be in uh, before 6 o'clock on Saturday and 6 o'clock on Sunday uh, for both those shows. And then uh, Monday I'll have uh, it all compiled up to award uh, or at least acknowledge who won uh, the most points for the session and also for uh, the weekend. So that's with the Scumbags Prediction League. Check that out. There's going to be a show giving a preview of the 15 matches that are up on this weekend. And we'll uh, give picks of who I'm going for and see if you agree or disagree. And we'll uh, have fun uh, comparing notes throughout the show. So that is this week's stuff going on. We're hoping, since I am convalescing uh, on a, a Lazy Boy for the next little while, that I'm going to be able to do a couple of fantasy warfares and get those back and going. Just Jonesy uh, Stevens and my schedule has just been really crazy uh, with reopenings of COVID and stuff. But we thank you for joining us. Be a part of the show. If you want to be a guest spot, let me know. Scumbagswrestling at gmail.com or on our Facebook page. So that's what I got to uh, plug. And Jonesy, you got anything else you want to plug? Before we get uh, nothing I can mention on uh, air, no. Okay. Um, oh, there is one other thing. Uh, next weekend, it, here in London, Ontario, well, I'm in Windsor, but in London, Ontario, there's Hot Sauce Expo. Uh, there's summer party at Budweiser Gardens. Check out hotsauceexpo30.com. Uh, 35 vendors of hot sauces, chicken wings, beer tents, entertainment. Jake and all of them are getting back out there as much as they can with uh, COVID uh, provisions being adhered to. But uh, London had Ribfest at the beginning of August. We got Hot Sauce Expo at the end of August. Get out there, support local events. And London, Ontario is a short drive from anywhere in Ontario, basically. Two to three hours, depending on how fast you drive. So go out and support Hot Sauce Expo. And I think that is going to wrap us up. And we'll catch you later on, Jonesy.
Have a good night. Doodles.